tell us what's actually in the product of Protein Rebel then, because you've said about, you know, what you've experienced and everything else, and then the ideas and the sustainability. Tell us, because I know I've tasted it. It's in my mm -hmm. cupboard. I have it on a daily basis. But tell everybody else what's in the product. Yeah, so we've developed a couple of products. So we've got plant-based products that are protein powders, and you typically would use those when you've been looking to skip a meal basically so looking for something that's healthy because they're all clean ingredients but the one that we're really focused on the one we're, we're talking about right now is actually a protein powder made with crickets i calculated the other day I did 97 different formulations wow. because crickets aren't the easiest thing to work with so you need to know how to pair them to actually make them into a shake that's palatable and tasty. And so that was really important because no one's going to buy food that doesn't taste good. Taste good. I worked also with the University of Chester. So they helped me in my formulation, but also they helped me with my testing as well. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. Yet again, we have another incredible business owner joining myself, Helen and Lauren on the show to discuss how they went about introducing a brand new product to the market, right? That's challenging itself. Anytime, think about doing it in lockdown in the UK and entering a market, not just entering the market, but becoming award-winning within months. Join us here for Protein Rebel, Tim Boot, the visionary and the MD behind the business himself. What a fantastic insight into being innovative in the health and nutrition space. Enjoy and let us know what you think, what you take from it, what you've learned from it, and if you can leave us a review, that would be absolutely appreciated and incredible. Thank you for your support. Enjoy. We have yet another exciting lockdown live for you where we are coming live tonight with myself, Helen Williams. We have got my business partner, Lauren Brady, and we have the fantastic Tim Boot with us from Protein Rebel. Welcome, Tim. Hello, Helen. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. It's good to have you here, my friend. Good, good. We've got Protein Rebel with us tonight, who you can see. We've, uh, we've announced them as startup legends because the story behind Protein Rebel is somewhat fascinating. And we all have found it and are still finding it very, very difficult in lockdown. But the rebellious ones over there seem to have gone to the market with a brand new product, bought the product and then gone on to win awards with that very said product. So we are coming at you tonight to find more out about how the bloody hell is that even possible, Tim? So <laughs> you want to jump straight in and tell us a little bit more about who you are, family entity of the business and how you got started. Yeah, okay. Well, if I just kind of give you a bit of background how we started off really, and that was like a lifetime ago. So I kind of started off when I was thinking about conservation. I was out in Africa working in a couple of national parks in Zambia. And that's part of my life that I really love. I'm really interested in that. And one of the things I did out there was eat local food. And as part of that, I ate my first insects. 
So we actually ate chippemese, which are big kind of yellow caterpillars, and we would dry them, and then we would just eat them as a snack and mix them up with nishima, which is kind of mealy meal porridge. And that was something you did for food. The other thing that you did in terms of eating insects were eating termites. So when there was a full moon out, we would put buckets of water near the termite mounds. You know, the sorts of things you see in the BBC, you know, those kind of big termite mounds uh, that you see in Africa. And then the termites would fly into the buckets of water and you could kind of put your hand in there after about an hour and lift it up and you'd get cascades of termites coming down. It was really fantastic. You'd take those back, dry them off a bit, and then fry them up with salt and pepper, and then have them with a beer, and it was just a fantastic beer snack. So, you know, like yeah, I said, that happened about a century. scratchings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get, I, can, I can imagine the response that you get often when, when you describe this is people in the West, people in the UK, wherever, we're all like, okay, so <laughs> is that a normal reaction when you describe how your journey into these ingredients started? Yeah, it is. But I think it's becoming less so. You know, even in our kind of Western culture, you know, we've oh. talked and thought about insects probably for what, about 15 years when we first saw them on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, of course, and it was kind yeah. of all that yuck factor. It was the scariness, wasn't it? And then actually things have evolved now. It's actually becoming more, I don't know about normal, but less yucky, less, yeah. less disgusting, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that also kind of plays into people going on holiday more and that was allowed people would often go to thailand and that's where you would come across insects you know you would see that have them as street food and they have very exotic insects there and it's just a recognition i think that about two billion people on the planet eat insects as part of their everyday diet so it's not an unusual thing to the majority of people in the world it's just different to us in the West. Yeah. So when I was experiencing it for the first time in Africa, I didn't really think it would ever be a thing in the West. It was not not something that I thought of. Thought. I didn't think, oh, wow, this is a fantastic business idea. I've got to bring it over. I didn't think anything more of it. But roll on sort of 10 years, and you actually start seeing that change is necessary. We're, we're growing as a human population on the planet and we're really starting to have an effect on it. So we can all see some of the sustainability issues that are happening, the fires in Australia. I mean, doesn't that look really horrendous over there last year? Destruction in Amazon and actually much closer to home, the flooding. Houses where I live are being flooded for the first time and they've been there for hundreds of years. So things are changing. And we need to, there's a greater awareness about what we're doing as individuals and the impact it's having on the planet, coupled with much more awareness around health. And we want to be healthy. And we know that that is the food that we eat has a very important part in making us healthy or not, as the case may be. Yeah. I just want to be clear here for any of our listeners, for anybody that's catching up on this later on. So 
just to be clear, Tim, tell us what's actually in the product of Protein Rebel then, because you've said about, you know, what you've experienced and everything else, and then the ideas and the sustainability. Tell us, because I know I've tasted it. It's in my cupboard. I have it on a daily basis. But tell everybody else what's in the product. Yeah, so we've developed a couple of products. So we've got plant-based products that are protein powders, and you typically would use those when you've been looking to skip a meal, basically. So looking for something that's healthy because they're all clean ingredients. But the one that we're really focused on, the one we're, we're talking about right now, is actually a protein powder made with crickets. So crickets that are farmed in the UK and processed in the UK, so they're really environmentally friendly. And we mix them with other ingredients that are all clean, so there's, they're natural, there's no things in there that you can't pronounce. And we've then blended it so that you can actually mix it with water and have it as a shake. Typically, after you've been to the gym, done some sort of exercise where you want to get high protein intake afterwards to help rebuild the muscle fibers from your exercise. Okay, so, so why crickets then? Obviously, you know, what, why cricket? Where does that come into in terms of then protein? Yeah, so obviously they've got loads of great sustainability credentials, but that's one thing. Hmm. But actually, insects and crickets specifically have really been built for athletes because they're actually a real superfood. So not only are they high in protein, so they've got twice as much protein as salmon or, or beef, wow. for example. They're high in antioxidants, so five times the level of orange juice. They're really high in vitamin B12. They've got far more iron than spinach, for example. And they're, uh, they're well, exactly. And they've got you a pre. You don't in the supermarket, do you? At the side of the <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like. You know, they've got a prebiotic fiber in as well. So that makes them very easy to digest on your stomach. And one of the main ingredients of protein powders at the moment is whey powder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever had a protein powder made from whey powder. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it can have a really unfortunate effect on your stomach. So yeah. regardless of the fact whether you're allergic to milk or not, I'm not, but it does on me. Um, and it's a bit unpredictable and that's absolutely not what you want when you're training or when you're in an event so you want something that's going to not make you feel bloaty you know and or sick or anything like that and that's again one of the great things about crickets they don't do that so you've got the nutritional value and then you've also got the sustainability as well so those two elements make them really perfect for for athletes, people that are a bit active, you know, and, and wanting to keep healthy. So winning combination. I'm sorry, Helen, I'm chomping at the bit here because I'm I know, I, yeah. I know you've been using the product now for I think a few weeks or months. And and Helen's raved to me about it personally. Both of us are very conscious about what we eat and what we put in our bodies. We're not saints, we're not pretending that we're no martyrs to it but we both train really hard for us here at hew you know the h is health health is our first pillar and we, we want to pick your brains tim all about your entrepreneurial journey and and the discovery of how to build a product launch it get it to market but if we start with health you mentioned there before about 
protein being so important for muscle repair, coupled then with the sustain sustainability and everything being produced here in the UK. For anyone who isn't health focused right now, why should we be increasing our intake of protein and why protein shakes? Because I'll just finish on this at the end of the question. I, for years, didn't think I should have a protein shake because I wasn't a bodybuilder. And it was only in the last few years, I think, whether it be females or people who are training just for normal health levels, getting to understand why do we need the protein and why in a shake? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's how it all started off. And I think actually protein shakes and sports nutrition started off with bodybuilders and kind of got the image there. And it was actually taking products which were full of anything. It didn't really matter what was in there as long as you got the effect. Well, actually, things are now kind of progressing on and you're getting to a wider audience and people are looking at it from a healthy point of view. So not just a, a muscle building physique point of view. So that's really important. So you want clean ingredients and there's nothing better than having a protein powder that's just made up with a few ingredients that you can identify that you know the history of, because you'll also be able to tell how that affects you because we're all different. So some people can take one protein powder and it'd be absolutely fantastic for them. And then another set take it and actually it just doesn't work for them yeah. for various reasons. But one of the things about protein that's kind of known is it's really good at helping you build muscles. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is it's kind of really good at making you feel fuller for longer. So when we think about our lifestyles and what we normally eat, so we'll often eat high carb foods, you know, high fat foods. Think about the takeaways that we have popping down to McDonald's, the crisps, you know, the bars of chocolate, all those delicious things. We know deep down they aren't great for us. Yeah, they're absolutely fine to have in moderation, balance, but you don't want it every day. Or you might want it every day, but you shouldn't really have it every day. Not going to do you any um, favours. No, that's right. <laughs> so you need to balance your, your lifestyle here. And uh, having a high protein snack, drink, meal can really help you do that. And so it can kind of bridge the gaps between, between meals. Perfect. I've just seen it today on your LinkedIn as well, Tim, about mealworms. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, where's that? Um, Where is that in the kind of grand scheme of things? So, the reason why that's become interesting is right. so and they've been going through a regulatory process within the EU, and it takes a long time, and they've now reached the final stage. So, there's been actually a lot of interest because these novel proteins, they're called, you know, and insects are part of that, means that as they start to become approved new foods will be developed and they will come to market. And that's exciting. It's exciting to be part of that change and looking at the world in a different way. So I'm guessing this is where the, the rebellious side came from and the, the rebel in the game. Of yeah. The fact of, yeah, I mean, you can see. I get all these no tattoos here or anything like that. But it is just taking a problem and going, you know what? Everyone's going that way, and we're going to go that way. 
and that's just looking at fresh eyes in a different way and I suppose having the courage of your convictions when it would be just dead easy to follow the crowd. Well, that's yeah. innovation in its entirety, isn't it? And, you know, the bravery and the courage from an entrepreneurial point of view that that, that takes. But you've mentioned then going back right from your experiences over 10 years ago. Bridge that gap a little bit for us, Tim, in terms of like the journey of putting it all together, having that idea, bring it all together. Obviously, you can't just you know, overnight develop a product and put it out to market. What has it actually taken? How many times have you had to go through testing and trialing and, and all of that? Yes. People don't always appreciate what happens behind closed doors. They just see the grand launch, they see the product, they see the pretty stuff and the website and the branding. Mm. But we all know the reality. There's a lot more of it behind closed doors. Bridge that gap oh, for us. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I started this kind of bringing this idea to market two years ago now so and then we launched uh five months ago so all that time was going through different testing working out where to source the products for putting them all together i calculated the other day did 97 different formulations wow. because crickets aren't the easiest thing to work with so you need to know how to pair them to actually make them into a shake that's palatable and tasty so that was really important because no one's going to buy food that doesn't taste good. I worked also with the University of Chester. So they helped me in my formulation, but also they helped me with my testing as well. So tested it with uh, 50 students to get their feedback on the different formulations. And that was really useful as well. And then during that kind of time as well, got some really good PR, so actually managed to appear on BBC One. There's a daytime TV show called Customers Always Right. So one of the first yep. prototypes I had got sent out to these guys and we got feedback and it was a great experience. So that was really good. And then finally was actually sourcing the crickets because a lot of people source them from Asia which is great, nothing wrong with that, but I wanted something that was really ethical, really sustainable, which meant reducing the carbon footprint as much as possible yeah. and have them in a, somewhere where I can control to our food standards. So that was really important to be able to help people get onto that journey, which we've done. I'm really pleased to hear that you leveraged via the University of Chester, was it, that you said? Yeah, that's right, yeah. We do, uh, we do quite a lot of work here over in Sheffield with the Accelerator Programme through Sheffield Hallam University. That's all supporting business startups and social enterprises and getting their products and services and social missions out into the marketplace. So I'm really, really pleased to hear that that's been a, a massive, pivotal part of your, your jigsaw for you. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we were going to do some research with one of the lecturers you know, do like a, a project, a PhD a student was going to do a project on researching crickets and how they compare to whey powder for exercise, which would be absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. But that's been delayed because of COVID, you know, <laughs> like so many other things have been delayed. 
I, I mean, I find, I personally find it fascinating because I, I, I did the big thumbs down when you said about whey protein. And I know mm. Lauren's the same with it. And because of all the, the conditions and what have you on the digestive system that you said, that we're not going into too much detail. But for anybody that was sampled protein will understand the not so niceties of a, of a whey powder. So I, I do find it fascinating to understand the, the parallels and the differences between the different products on, on the market, particularly when it comes to plant-based. But then when it came to cricket-based and you know insects that you use, it's fantastic and it's been fascinating. It's been a, a, whole, a whole host of conversation and topic of conversation for my followers on social media. It has come to mind a, a few times about the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And it's like, yeah, it's exactly. not actually live crickets that you're eating. <laughs> no, I think you just have to get over it. I mean, this is this is yeah. kind of what they look like. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a powder, unfortunately. It's unremarkable. Once you yeah. mix it all together, there's no way you could identify the component parts here. So... Don't worry, you won't see cricket here. What came to my mind when we started talking about it a few weeks ago, Helen, I know when, again, like you've been you've been genuinely using and raving about the product to me for weeks, is you think about how our food consumption and tastes have changed even since we were all younger. You think back to like 80s, 90s in the Fender's crispy pancake stage and everything got put in the oven in breadcrumbs. And you think now to, you know, then we went into the start of this millennium and again the superfood thing and if it isn't organic if it isn't this and food has changed and evolved but the thing that excites me the most especially from a health point of view is our job Tim with our clients to debunk some of this stuff not because we're nutritionists but just because sometimes things get so complicated in everything in business in health in developing ourselves it can get so complicated and what I love about protein rebel is the way that you guys have kept it simple you're like listen we know it's not ordinary right now but it's actually really ordinary in every other part of the world and 20 years ago we thought Finder's crispy pancakes were ordinary and now most of us would be like yeah i'd like something that's real and i'd like something that's sustainable so i mean there's just so much for us with our values as a company and the way that we talk to our clients that makes total sense with your product so yeah yeah, exactly. I get it. I mean, Even though I'm not familiar with crickets yet, I get it. Good, good, good. I mean, we're all we will be familiar with turkey twizzlers that happened what yeah. about 15 years ago. You know, and Jamie Oliver was championing getting rid of those because they were full of stuff that they shouldn't yeah. be full of. That's really what you want. You want natural ingredients that you can easily identify, and then you know what effect it's going to have on you. And it's much easier to identify the process that it goes through. Whereas if you've got long names of stuff that you can't pronounce, you know, that are made in a lab, you don't know what's happened to it. No clue. Absolutely. I've just got one question on there before we go into like the business intricacies and, and yeah. the learnings and the realities of, of being in business. But it is on the it is on the health and it is on the, the protein side of things. Of you know, you said about bodybuilders and, and that kind of image and what have you. On your website actually says about it, about it not being just for buffs and all of all of that use, so that you know it is coming into mainstream lifestyle usage as well for people. And I think that's what's really key to hit home on is that it is accessible for everyone. You don't have to be coming out of a gym like full of muscles and shaking a shake around. <laughs> like it is a lifestyle choice, isn't it? 
Absolutely. I mean, you can buy it now in Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Asda. I mean, how how normal can you get? So, yeah, it absolutely is a, is a choice here. Yeah, wonderful. So, Tim, turn the things up now, Helen. Let's get to business. <laughs> Let's talk about where it all all got juicy. Yeah, like how did how did it come about that in the midst of lockdown that you actually then launched this? It's been in the making for the last couple of years. You've done all your prototypes. You've got it nailed on. Why lockdown? You know why? Because everything had come to the point. And the fact that lockdown was going on was kind of irrelevant. Anyone that's starting a business will know that, you know, you have to plan beforehand and you have to develop whatever your product is, whether it's a physical product or, or a service. And then once you've done that, well, you've got to move to the next stage and the next stage is launching it. And hopefully it will still be the same environment that you started out with your idea. But, you know, sometimes these things take a while, don't they? And then, and the environment's change, and then you've got a choice. You know, do you wait? Well, if you wait, the danger is you're gonna run out of money, someone else might get there, what's the point of waiting? Or you just launch and you just go, bugger it, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And hopefully it'll all work out, and that's what we've done. So five months in then, are you, are you actually looking at the situation now in a, in a position where you're like, that you're pleased that you just went and pulled the trigger and thought, sod it, we're not waiting for anything? Or is there something that you think, we wish we could have done that a bit different? Yeah, at the moment, I'm really pleased we've done it. You know, the bank balance is still going down. It's not going up yet. And I reckon it'll be like that for for a little while longer as we plough all the money that we've got investing in the brand to keep it growing. Because anything new... Anyone will know that you have to invest everything, your time and your money and all your energy into doing that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that we've done it and it's the right thing to have done. And hopefully being the first or one of the first is actually going to set us up for good growth in the future as well. I have a question on that one, Helen, because I, yeah, it's yeah. something that's immediately sparked. Is when you're launching a business, the investment that goes in, and especially with a product-based business like yourselves, so much is in that, like I say, actually building it, testing it, getting it out there. You said really comfortably there in a public arena, bank balance is still going down and that was the plan. Can you just explain to anyone who's in business how that sits with you and where your mindset is at? And for us, when we talk to clients, it's always about managing. Listen, the goal is always for things to go that way at a point. But there will be points where you need to invest, where you need to know what your, your runway is and where your finance is. How does that sit for you guys? How does it sit for you personally, Tim? Like, is this something that you felt at ease with or did it? Did you have to really get some work done to gear that up? Well, so mentally, you know, it's a bit of a switch, especially yeah. if you've gone from a situation where you're getting money in and then actually what you're doing all the time is getting money out. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of mental switch in attitude but obviously the expectation is things that will change no we're not going to be living like this all the time giving out money because what we're doing here is building a brand first and foremost so it's got to be about building up awareness so for us we're we're mostly sold online through our website and through amazon 
So it's about building up our ambassadors there, making sure that we've got good advertising going on on, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. So you know that requires time. No, I forget now, but I mean, I think there's got to be something like 10 points of contact before someone actually buys your brand. You know, that takes time. It doesn't happen instantly. So, you know, as we, each customer that we get, we're going to get them to come back and buy another thing from us. And that's really important here. So it's about nurturing them as well. And all of that takes time and an investment. And that's where we're at right now. But how did it sit with him? Like, is this, this is the thing where so many entrepreneurs, they kind of, they go, yeah, I'm okay with that. But then when it's in the mix and it's real, are you someone who's just got a very steady attitude? You mentioned attitude, you mentioned mindset. Is this something that's come to you over experience? Have you had to work on that? A little bit of both, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's how I see the world, how I've just described it. So... I've got faith in this business. I've got faith in this business idea more so than anyone else because there isn't anyone else. There's no one behind you. You don't have a boss or anything like that. So you've got to have faith in your idea, and I do. I believe it's going to be a, come big, but there's a period of time where you're going to have to invest to grow, and that's, that's where we're at. You know, if we were coming out with something that was more normal or more mainstream normal yeah exactly mainstream yeah there'll be less profitability in it but much more understanding about the product in the first place so less education would be required so you might get a bigger turnover quicker but your profit would always be difficult because you'd be by the existing brands there whereas we're not doing that you know we've like I said, we're, we're going a different direction here. That's, you the, that's, the, that's the rebel in you. That's what we're <laughs> yeah. You've taken that risk. You know the calculations. You're taking that risk and you're backing yourself. You know, we do yeah. so much work. And I love how Lauren probed you there. Like a true coach. <laughs> you really didn't answer that question. I'm still <laughs> coming. <laughs> we're going to keep going. But what, what strikes me, Tim, is that you're very calm and you're yeah. like, I've got a huge belief but as Helen said there, something we, any of our clients watching this live or later, they'll hear us say, you've got to back yourself. You've got to back yourself and not back yourself based on ego, not backing yourself based on pipe dreams, but everything you've described already, Tim, the research, the the product is needed. We know this offers a solution. We know that I'm, you know, I'm prepared to work hard. I'm not going to get flustered and I'm just keeping going and keeping going. So yeah, it's interesting how you you almost kind of, I get the impression you're quite humble with it. You're just like, yeah, yeah it's going to be calm. And- well, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a choice, isn't it? The easy choice would be to carry on working for someone else. That is easy. Almost everyone can do that. So working for yourself is a choice. And you've got to have a belief. You've got to have a courage of your convictions. You've got to keep going. And it's loads of hard work and there's lots of self-doubts everyone talks about that roller coaster in my experience that is exactly what happens you get loads of orders one day you get loads of positive comments and then the next day you've got lots of people going this is a rubbish idea it's never going to work i'm never going to touch it blah 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 you just got to put it all in its place at least that's how i deal with it 
And then I'm just thinking, well, actually, this is the sort of thing that the world needs. And it's answering a really big need out there. And it will come good. The spirit and the belief is 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 commendable, Tim, without yeah. a doubt. I mentioned at the beginning about it being a family business. Your wife's involved, brothers are yeah. involved, and it is a real family unit. You're involved. Absolutely. I do want to just talk about this and ask you a bit around this. You've already got recognition in the health and in the nutrition sector, mm. right? This is five months since you launched. So yeah. it's already paying off, not just about then the, the profit margins and you, you coming from a CEO perspective or anything like that. Talk us through the recognition that you've already received because you went you went up against other brands that are well well known in the industry. And I, I will oh, you will be able to relate to that. My protein, one of the biggest brands in the sector. Okay, yeah. you went up against them and actually yeah. took the award. You swooped the award. So yeah. in five months, that is something extremely, extremely credible. So tell us more about the award and yeah. how you can achieve that. And with our first product as well. Products will, will get better. That's the key thing here. So, yeah, I mean, so far, Reload has won two awards already. So it's won the Nourish Awards, which is actually bills itself as the the toughest health food awards. And that was really important for us because that's on the back of the clean ingredients that we are using. So they're all natural. It's great to have won that award. Then more recently, we won the European Sports Specialist Nutrition Award. And so that's much more going up against the big brands that you were talking about. And, you know, fingers crossed, we've got a few more in the pipeline. And then one of our other products got featured in uh, Men's Fitness. And we're recommended as the uh, Sports Protein uh, Recover for the year. No, I mean, that's fantastic. That is brilliant. Incredible. Uh, So we're really, really chuffed so far. So again, you know, that's kind of validation and just makes us believe even more that we're doing the right thing. Well, something's working. So whatever you're doing, let's just do absolutely continuing doing more of that. (laughs) I'm sure we can get lots more HEW clients and followers as well onto Trying Protein Rebel and at least giving it a go and getting us to tag yourselves and ourselves in, in any of the orders and, and what they're doing yeah. on social media. So if we can get a link from you, we can send it all out to our newsletter. Absolutely. I mean, the website is dead easy to remember. I'll send you a link as well, but it's yeah. you know, proteinrebel.com. Dead easy to remember, nothing complicated. So what's next? Well, it's got to be more proteins, more products. So we've got a pipeline of products that are coming out, fingers crossed, later on this year. And we'll, next year, we're looking at new types of proteins as well. That will be exciting. So the idea behind the brand isn't just about crickets as a new source of protein. It's actually to look at other sources as well. So there's some, some really exciting developments you know, lots of companies are entering this kind of arena arena of new proteins. So they're going to be developing them and then they're going to want people to bring them to market. That's that's us. That's what we're going to be doing. And when you say new proteins, Tim, I'm going to go on the fact it could be plant-based, it could be insect-based. It's getting 
I suppose, the market, the conversation really about protein is more than chicken, fish and broccoli, which is a yes. traditional mindset. Like I say, when we think of health, fitness, bodybuilding, which has its place, obviously, but it's when you say new proteins, it's new sources of proteins and opening our perspective. Yeah, absolutely it is. So you've got those kind of traditional animal proteins, but there's more plant proteins which have been developed. So algae, microalgae, seaweed, those are being developed and they'll be much more sustainable. Even protein from air is being developed. So, I mean, it's just kind of starting to blow your mind, really, about yeah. where and how people are, are investing and developing protein. And the reason why they're doing that is because they can see what's happening in the future. Human population is growing. You know, by 2050, the UN's forecast that we need 70% more protein than we do currently. So where's it going to come from? There's not enough planet left to chop down and farm. So we're either going to be really hungry, and I think we can all imagine what a terrible place that would be, yep. or we can do something about it. And we don't want to be just the only people or the only species on the planet either. Fascinating. I'm fascinated, Helen. I'm with you. As I'm listening to Tim speak, I'm like, it's just so logical. It makes so much sense. But <laughs> That's right. It is. If you don't know, you don't know. And that, again, me and Helen can sit here and with our coaching hat on. And that's, again, a, a conversation we have with so many people wanting to get into business, wanting to design a product, wanting to do what your business is, is doing is that, but I just don't know where to start. So I think a nice way for us to get from you, Tim, is what advice would you give to any entrepreneur, any person who's thinking of going left field, product, service, but they're starting off and they've got this fire in their belly. They think they've got solutions. What advice would you give to someone starting off? If you've got that fire in your belly, as you said, you've got to do it. You'll only regret it if you don't. So you have to do it. So that's like the first thing. Then the second thing is carry on, keep going. You might not necessarily get everything right first time. We certainly haven't, but we you've got to keep going. <laughs> you've got to keep going because you'll learn from that. And you'll be surprised probably how quickly you learn and how much you pick up. And eventually, once you start to be recognized as having that knowledge, people will ask, you for advice they'll come to you and they'll buy your products or buy your service so it will come good i only have one more question helen and then i'll hand it over to you what's the biggest mistake you've made so far tim and you mentioned it when you when your advice points and you said you're going to make mistakes keep going keep going what's the biggest mistake that you've made and celebrate making <laughs> um, well, I'm not quite sure whether I get celebrating, but I suppose I suppose I'm getting round to that way. <laughs> I think probably I started off thinking about this small business as I would a big business, and what I mean by that, like my creatives that I put online were were done by someone else, and they're all big business sorts of things that you would do. I didn't get enough of my personality out initially. And it's only more recently that I've realized, actually, that's what people like. You hear that adage that people buy from people, and we all know that. But, you know, you kind of, putting yourself out there requires a different mindset. Scary. Um, 
yeah, exactly, because you never really know what people are going to say. So I think that's probably a really kind of mistake that we did make initially, was not doing that enough. So now, now we're changing that, and now we are. So yeah. There and now go. you're here live with us on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, I, I'm with you on that one. I came, I, again, we haven't had time and we could probably talk for another hour, but I came from many years in a corporate environment consulting. So I was behind other people's brands for a long time. So putting my face even in front of the camera like this and doing socials, and I just found it terrifying. Even as a confident mm-hmm. person, I'm like, you know, all of those things. And I think from what you're saying, it was similar. It was, a, yeah. I, I've just got to, I believe in what I do. I believe in the product. I've just got to get out there and, and not hide behind, like you say, a, a template or someone else doing it. It's me. It's my vision. It's my business. I'm getting out there and I'm talking about it. And I think also, you know, I'd never worked, I'd never started a small business before. Not successfully yeah. anyway. You don't really know how to approach things differently until you're actually in it. Approaching it with a a big company mindset, Mm. in my opinion, is not the way to start a small business. You know, you still want your processes and procedures, but actually, fundamentally, you as the owner want to get out there because that's what people are going to engage with. You know, does he know his stuff? Do I like him? Can I trust him with my money? We talk about this in our workshops when we talk to people about confidence with social media. We do say, we go, I know we think it's about algorithms and we think it's about this amount of posts versus stories versus Facebook ads and all of that stuff has a place. But you've just nailed it, Tim. People need to know you, like you and trust you and then they'll interact with you and do business. But as you mentioned, then then it's repeat business. Is the product great? Is the offering right? Is the price point right? So, yeah. This is exactly as coaches what gets us fight. You can see me and Helen here. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, so, so we're really delighted to get to know Protein Rebel in its early days. Yeah, we look forward to being champions for you for many years to come. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, Absolutely. that'd be great. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on with us tonight. There's so much value in that, and it's it's so inspirational hearing the story, hearing the the reasons why you want to do this as well. You know, you're not coming at this from an entrepreneurial capital funding perspective for yourself. You are looking at rolling something out that can offer value for other people's health and nutrition and quality of life and results-led, and then looking at the sustainability and the longevity for for health and nutrition across the world for for years to come. You know, that's a legacy in itself in a product right there. So... It's very, very inspirational and, and hats off to you guys. As we've said, you are the startup legends and it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Cheers then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope that you enjoyed that and hope that you resonated a lot with those personal experiences there. If you have any questions about coaching and how you can benefit from engaging myself, Lauren, or anyone from the HEW team on a personal level or within your business integration, then do not hesitate to contact us via the website, which is www.helpingentrepreneurswin.com. Look forward to hearing from you. As always, if you've enjoyed this, please share it to any of your Instagram stories on social media. Leave us a five-star review or come to us directly with any of your feedback, comments or queries. Have an amazing day and thank you for being our listeners.